Ah, sweet land of liberty. Our founding fathers not only pledged, but gave their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor to obtain our God-given liberty. Now it's our turn. Liberty can only thrive if it's alive in the hearts of a freedom-loving people. I'm Dan Matthews, and I'm pleased to welcome you to Freedom's Ring. Here's our host and constitutional lawyer and minister, Alan Reinach. Welcome back to Freedom's Ring, my friends. Our neighbor to the north, Canada, is often a kind of a bellwether as far as many issues of religious freedom. So it's my pleasure to welcome back to Freedom's Ring my good friend and colleague, Barry Bussey, Attorney General Counsel for the Canadian Council of Christian Charities. Barry, welcome back. Well, it's great to be here with you, Alan, as always. And I understand that there is a threat to the autonomy of religious schools in Alberta, and that's what we want to look at here today. What has been going on with these schools? Well, I tell you, Alan, what's happening is uh, we've got the uh, Alberta government, which is the New Democratic Party. It is a socialist, a democratic socialist party, and it has requiring all of the various independent and religious schools to have gay-straight alliances in their schools. And as part of that new initiative, they have asked the schools to send into the government their school policies. And what they have recently done in the last couple of months is they have been writing back to the schools, and a number of them have been found that they have violated the Schools Act in, in the opinion of the government. For example, one school wrote in its policy that we believe that men and women were created in the image of God after his likeness and are therefore transcendent, intrinsic worth, and so on. Uh, but the government says that this violates the Schools Act, because it is unwelcoming, uncaring, and or disrespectful, they said. Another example is um, one school had written in its policy that God created mankind as male and female, equal in dignity and worth, yet with distinct and complementary roles. This apparently also contradicts the School Act requirement because they're saying it's unwelcoming, uncaring, and disrespectful, and that it's uh, not allowing for a safe learning environment. Now, what's interesting is that the Alberta Education said that failure to remove this content from the school's policies will result or may result in funding implications because many of the schools in Alberta receive government money and uh, the suspension or cancellation of accreditation. So the government is, in essence, now strong-arming these schools that they must remove this, and if they don't, um, then there's going to be serious implications for the schools. This is something we're so watching, and... Yeah, go ahead. And it's being challenged legally, I gather. Yes, it is. Uh, there is a... Um, um, a judicial review in process right now, and uh, we'll be watching that case as it unfolds. Okay, so let's start to unpack this. The first thing that caught my attention is you said that the schools have to have a gay-straight alliance. But, right. you know, at least here in America, students decide they want to form a club. Uh, the school That's doesn't cool. just say, we're going to have a ski club, we're going to have a chess club, we're going to have... Uh, a motocross club or, you know, whatever, a drama club, the students say, hey, can we form a club? And so they're telling these schools, you have to establish a gay-straight alliance 
you know, regardless of whether students are asking for it? No, no. What they're saying is, is that if the students want to have it, then they must permit it. That's what they're doing. Okay. So as far as, you know, the, the sanctions really are the one-two sucker punch to the gut. I mean, there it's the knockout blow between threatening to take away government funding, which is where the funding comes from, and accreditation. It's like, okay, if you want to exist, if you want to be a school, you have to conform to our beliefs and our practices. You have to give up your own distinct religious culture and beliefs when it comes to issues of marriage and sexuality. Is that fair? And the interesting thing is, Alan, is that these are voluntary schools. Like, in other words, uh, you're not forced to attend these schools. You choose to attend these schools. And so, so, we now see, off. so we now we see the limits of diversity. Yeah. Diversity now means yeah. the freedom to believe as I do. <laughs> yeah, it's the, the freedom to believe as the government believes. And that's where we're really coming to the nub on this. And, and so it becomes a power play. So... This is such a tough, ongoing struggle, isn't it? And you and I have been talking about this and watching this for at least two decades and and watching it develop. We were dealing with laws that would have the same impact on our schools here in California two years ago. And ironically, the election of Donald Trump kind of took people's attention off of that and focused it somewhere else. Mm. Maybe I should pray for Canada to get a Donald Trump save our Christian schools. I don't know. Um, so, you know, how do we as Christians respond to this kind of aggressive um, approach that is telling our churches, telling our schools that um, what we believe is wrong and we're not allowed to have those beliefs and function in the society? You know, here's what's happening. Um there is this idea, well, first of all, how do we approach it? One is, I think we have to say, number one, we have to go to court to ensure that we exhaust all the legal avenues that we have with respect to uh, ensuring that our rights are protected. And in Canada, as in the United States, we have a, um, you folks have the Bill of Rights, we have the Charter of Rights, and the Charter does protect religious freedom. However, I will tell you, that the Supreme Court in the recent Trinity Western University case made it very clear that um, the court is very sympathetic to those individuals who are offended by religious schools that have these policies with respect to uh, sexual ethics, sexual norms, and so forth. So we are definitely under the gun, but I do think we have to go to court. We have to see and plead for justice to be done in these matters. Um, and then ultimately, I think, you know, we have to as well be as gracious as we possibly can in ensuring that the community at large understands uh, the importance that we as Christian communities place on these values that we've had, and we've had them for millennia, that we treat those who oppose us with the utmost of respect, love, care, and concern. And yet, at the same time, we are now at a place where, uh, to be honest with you, I'm wondering if 
if we've now come to the place of civil disobedience. Now, what that means is that, yes, you will lose funding, that, yes, you may lose accreditation, uh, but that we still, uh, I mean, in, in my personal view is that as Christians, we need to continue to have our schools. If government doesn't accredit them, uh, then um, we have to do the best we can. In other words, our kids will still be educated, not receive the accreditation. That may mean uh, they are limited in further education. I don't know, but it seems like we're starting to come to make these serious decisions, which are most unfortunate, and ones that uh, just, you know, uh, defies understanding as to why we would even be in this kind of a situation in a liberal so, democratic society. So, Barry, let me ask you this. You know, okay. as I struggle with these issues in the United States, I see that the, you know, the Christian community here has been very aggressive politically, culturally. You know, we have here in America what we call the culture wars. And, you know, as you know, I move broadly across the spectrum within Christian circles and interfaith circles and within secular circles. And I understand the pushback from the secular left against an aggressive, militant, you know, politically active Christian right. And so you have this dynamic of conflict, and, and right now the left has, has the upper hand in some ways, although the election of Donald Trump was a bit of a reaction and, and kind of a pushback from the right. So this is a dynamic in the United States. In Canada, do you have any kind of similar culture war dynamic? Or is the left overreaching here, even though the church has kind of, uh, dare I say, behaved itself? Well, I think there is no question that the left is overreaching. And I do think, and I wonder sometimes, if not what has been going on down in the United States, is having an impact here in Canada in the sense that people are uh, looking at the U.S. and saying, look, this is my sense that the left in Canada is saying, look, we don't want to have the uh, right to have any kind of uh, authority or any kind of, of leeway. And so they tend, I think, to be overreacting here in Canada, maybe with an eye, with one eye on what's happening in the U.S. But the, the reality is, is that obviously there is a different culture. There is a sense within the Christian community in Canada that we um, we seek not to be uh, or at least we're, we're not as uh, vigorous, I guess, perhaps, uh, in our uh, fighting the left on these issues. But nevertheless, we are, um, I think, going to be robust in defending our religious freedom. And we do that by the courts, and we'll see how it goes from there. I, I, I sense that we have to... Um, like I say, in, in order to, to deal with this, we're going to have to make sure that we still do it in a manner that is respectful to our opponents, even though our opponents may call us degrading and disrespectful, right, as the right. Supreme Court reviews says it, you know. So, you know, here in the United States, I have often seen that, you know, you, you have, for example, uh, these interviews on, on talk television where you have, say, Jerry Falwell representing the right or Pat Robertson, more Jerry Falwell, or someone like that. And then you'd have, uh, for example, Barry Lynn from Americans United for Separation of Church and State. And so you'd have kind of, you know, two people staking out 
opposite positions, more extreme positions, and it made for you know conflict and and drama and and good television. It sold advertising, but it just exacerbated culture war. And I thought, you know. Mm. These organizations on the left and the right, they feed off of each other. They fundraise off yeah. of each other. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I wonder, you know, do you have the same dynamic there? Do you, you know, do you have the strong Christian organizations that are attacking the left, the left-wing organizations like we have the ACLU here that likes to attack the right? Or, or is this just being done kind of with, as you say, with an eye towards uh, seeing what's happening to, in the border to the south in the United States? There is no question there is a rigorous debate in this country. However, it is not near as politicized in the same way as it is in the United States. At least that's my observation. And I do think, um, though, that if the, uh, if the left continues to push and push and push against the uh, religious communities for simply living their, uh, their, you know, their culture, their identity, and so forth. Who knows what may happen? I mean, uh, it just strikes me that there, there will come a point, it seems to me, that um, uh, there's going to be a perhaps a more organized um, um, pushback, and we just simply don't know what the politics may may bring in the the future. But as of right now, no, we don't have that same sentiment. Well, I have often observed to friends on the left and the right here in America, the pendulum swings both ways. And you can't Mm -hmm. just assume it's going one direction. Well, we're out of time. Our guest today is Barry Bussey, General Counsel for the Canadian Council of Christian Charities. We've been talking about threats to Christian education in Alberta. Barry, thanks for being with us as always. My pleasure, Alan. Don't forget, friends, freedom is definitely not free. Be informed. Get involved. Join the North American Religious Liberty Association, producer of Freedom Spring, on the web at religiousliberty.info. Religiousliberty.info. This has been Freedom Spring. I'm your host, Alan Reinach. Until next week, let freedom ring.